Welcome to the God Made Man podcast, day 23 of 90 days of putting lust to bed. Today, I'm going to read from Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 13. And I'm not going to give too much of my own commentary because it's a larger passage and it's a very deep passage. So I'm going to read from my study notes because although it's they're fairly short, they are fully action-packed and it's going to really bring this passage to light. So let's jump in. Romans 8, 5 to 13. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For the carnal mind is hostile toward God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if, you, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, if any man does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. And if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit that lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live through the Spirit, you will put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. All right. So the commentary that I have here in my, my Bible for verses 5 to 14, that whole little, little section right there, it talks about living according to the flesh and then living according to the Spirit. What does that mean? What is the contrast there? How do we distinguish between the two ways of living? So Paul describes two types of people, those who follow the pull of selfish desires that come from their rebellious natures and those who live by the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit. So to live according to the flesh is to desire and take pleasure in and be occupied with and try to satisfy the corrupt desires of sinful human nature. Such living includes immoral behavior, selfish ambition, jealousy, hatred, drunkenness, outbursts of anger, and any other attitudes or choices of behavior that do not please God. Obscenity, pornography, drug addiction, mental and emotional pleasures from sexual images in movies, plays, magazines, books, and television have a powerful hold on countless people's lives. To live according to the Spirit is to pursue and submit to the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction and to rely on His power to live as God desires. It means focusing one's attention, thoughts, energies, and values on God's desire and purposes. This requires keeping a constant awareness of God's presence and trusting Him to provide the help and power needed to accomplish His will, i.e., i.e. his desires, his plans, his intentions, based on his character and his purposes. It is possible to follow, it is impossible, sorry, to follow, it's really important that I get that right, it is impossible to follow the sinful nature and the Holy Spirit at the same time. Those who resist the Spirit's power and assistance and rely on their own ability are choosing to become God's enemies. They can expect spiritual death, and eternal death. 
And those who make God's desires and purposes their primary passion and concern can expect eternal life and companionship with God. Jumping over to verse 13, it says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if through the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Paul emphasizes the need for us to continually battle against all that would limit God's work and purpose in our life. Because sin is always trying to gain control over us. So there's three points here that I want to bring up. Three points that I want to bring out. Number one, the spiritual conflict although directed against Satan and evil spiritual forces, is primarily against our own selfish and ungodly passions, the desires of the flesh, the sinful human nature. As Christians, we must continually decide whether we will surrender to our sinful desires or to the demands of God's nature and character in which we now take part. So we have a choice to make there. We have to continually decide every day, am I going to surrender to my own lusts, my own desires, or am I going to surrender to God's will, to God's plan, and God's definition of how I should live my life? It's a daily surrendering to either or. Number two, we put to death the deeds of the body by relying on the power of the Holy Spirit to resist and overcome temptations. We must not only resist temptation— We must also replace ungodly desires with godly pursuits, practices, and purposes. Rather than allowing our minds to be consumed with evil and impure thoughts, we must think about things that are true, honorable, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy in God's view, as we read in Philippians 4, chapter 8. Philippians 4, verse 8. If you want If we want our sinful desires to die, we must refuse to feed them. Therefore, we are careful about what we watch, what we listen to, what we think about, what we practice, what we expose ourselves to in any way. We must intentionally choose to focus our time, our attention, energy, and passion, and choose to focus on things that will help us grow spiritually and allow us to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. The spiritual disciplines of spending time in prayer, God's word, worship, and true Christian service will help develop our spiritual strength to resist and overcome temptations. If we feed our sinful nature, it will become stronger. And if we feed our spiritual nature, it will become stronger. There's this analogy that many people you might have heard already. There's two animals within a man, two wolves, if you will. I think it has Native American origins, two wolves, and whichever you feed is the one that's going to win the fight. In the same way, we have our flesh and we have the spirit. The flesh wants what it wants. The spirit knows what is best for us. However, we whatever we feed is what's going to overtake when it comes to the point of overcoming temptations. When the desires hit, either you have fed the flesh, either you will feed the flesh, or you will feed the spirit. Once again, this is a daily thing what we put into ourselves, what we watch, what we consume, what we take part in, what we acknowledge, what we allow. All of these things feed either the flesh or the spirit. When we spend time in the Word of God, when we pray, when we spend time in church with other people, serving other people, it also strengthens our spirit. There's a war that's going on in between the two, and whichever we feed the most will win. Number three, 
Those who fail to put to death the deeds of the body will experience spiritual death and lose their part in God's eternal kingdom. The words, you will die, mean that a Christian can pass from spiritual life back into spiritual death. That is to say, the new life a person receives when he or she accepts Christ and is spiritually born again can be extinguished or destroyed if the believer continues to pursue his or her own sinful desires. This whole passage is really bringing to light this battle between the two. It affects our mind. It affects our bodies. It affects our spiritual life and our, and our eternity. Which, which of these we're going to choose? Those who live according to the flesh have their minds on the things of the flesh, and those who live according to the Spirit have their minds on things of the Spirit. Going forward into this day, let us pray, God, the desires of my heart that are not in line with the Holy Spirit, convict me of them. Show them to me. The little things in my life that I may not think are that important, the music that I listen to, the shows that I may watch, wherever I'm spending my time, if it's not pleasing you, if it's not drawing me closer to you, then convict me of them and help me to remove them from my life. Life is a short amount of time, and we don't have the luxury anymore to spend time doing frivolous things that waste our time. We need to be more focused and more driven, especially as young men, especially as men. We need to be more focused and driven on what we are really here to do, to remove the things that distract us, that distract our focus, that pull us into sin, that slow us down in many ways, not just in, in you know, not just with pornography, but anything that slows us down, let's remove it. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit convicts us of it so we can take it out of our lives, so we can run with endurance the race that we have set before us. Set our minds on things above. Set our minds on the things of the Spirit. Read the Word of God. Draw close to God. Pray, God, draw me close to you. I, I want to learn more about you. I want to understand what it is to be, to be in companionship with you, God. Convict me and give me the strength to live this life. We cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. So let us put to death the works of the flesh, the mind of the flesh, and let us really strengthen our spirit by reading the word, spending time with God, enjoying community with other like-minded believers, and serving our community. Amen.